Hello guys, welcome to Time to Talk, the podcast with Lewis and Reese. I'm Lewis. Hello, Reese. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. Just a quick trigger warning, we are going to be talking about violence, we're going to be talking about some deaths, so just please be aware we're going to be talking about very sensitive subjects on this podcast today, just for all those that are listening. So, um, yeah, a, a lot has gone on in the last couple of weeks. Understatement. Yeah, I, I just think it's crazy. Like, I thought that everything had kind of, you know, kind of stopped a little bit and that things were getting yeah. better, but it seems to have just gotten so much worse. And I, I don't know, for me, I don't, I don't know if you feel the same, but for me, for me this time, it seems a lot more severe. Like the whole backlash of the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it just seems a lot bigger. I think it's a mixture of things. Like, one of them being coronavirus and everyone's being cooped up inside. Yeah. Secondly, because it's another Black Lives taken, mm. which should have happened. Oh, it was over a twenty twenty dollar counterfeit note, apparently. Yeah, so it was um it was over a twenty a counterfeit twenty dollar uh, bill, and I mean, as you say, it should not have happened for something as as minor as that. This should not have escalated to the place that it escalated to. It's just it's it, it's trying to fathom the words just to even talk about it. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Like we've both we've both done martial arts, so we understand about you know like chill codes and pressure on the neck, etc. Yeah, nine minutes. I know your like, knee on someone's neck. It's kind of got to a point now where it's like. It's it's beyond an accident now. Like you know, this this was no accident, as you say. He was on his neck for nine minutes. That's a that. Mm, I mean, I don't have the words. It was it was murder. Of course, it was. was nothing but murder. And the thing is, it was first degree murder. But the the police officer that was involved, like the one who directly did what he did, he he's gone down for like third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Which is completely and utterly bullshit. It's just, it's, it's mad. The first real main one that has happened in our lifetimes was Eric Garner. Do you remember, remember him? Yeah, well, I think there was actually one before him. There was a little kid who was 17. It's called Trayvon Martin. And that was oh, back yeah. in 20, 2012. Like, I, I think that was the earliest one that I saw. But it's just, you know, it's just gone crazy since then. I don't understand. Uh, Neither do I. Like in America, you have to have more hours training to be a barber than you do to be a police officer. See, that's crazy. It's that's so, crazy to me. The latest report saying that five US police officers have been shot. I think, personally, that, that is very, that's very, very good, actually. That's not as good as in them being shot, but considering the anger of people, that is relatively low. You oh, yeah, you like, considering the amount of protests and things. Well, you see what they've been doing, then, the police officers. Oh, my it's God, so, I was watching the videos. Like, with, uh, they're supposed to be aiming, obviously, at your legs and your chest and stuff. Yeah. They've been blinding people by shooting rubber bullets in people's eyes and everything. It's disgusting. Like, I saw a video um, not too long ago of this woman, and she looked visibly, like, shaken up, as you would, obviously. But she was saying that she's she was a registered first aid. I think she was a paramedic. And she was tending to a guy who had a wound in his leg. And she was yeah. literally trying to, like, cut the clothes off him because he was bleeding so much. But then she ended up getting shot herself. And all she was doing was helping someone. She wasn't resisting. She wasn't attacking anybody. She was literally just doing her job and helping somebody out. And she got shot. Like, it's crazy. I just don't understand. The president was what annoyed me the most. If they start looting, we start shooting. Are I mean, you serious? Are you serious, you orange cunt? Like, look, for the, the president of the United States to say that and just be so like so direct about it that that just says it all really but i don't understand how he gets away with it i, I can't believe there has not been some sort of revolution in america 
I'm not, I understand that the mayor didn't go to his bunker and the president started to protest, but I yeah. think there needs to be... I said, remember years ago, I said there's going to be a revolution in the UK. I think yeah. it's going to be in the US first. It's going to be in the US first. Uh, see, I, I, hope, I hope there is. I hope that something gets done about this, but it probably won't happen for a very long time. The thing that I think about is, for me, I believe that when Barack Obama became the president of the United States, I believe that America took a huge step forward in terms of progression, kind of how... They thought about things and everything. And then, obviously, he was president for eight years. And I thought, you know, America's changing. This is going to be great. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump comes along. And it seems like they've taken a huge leap backwards. I don't know. I guess I see it from a different side. Like, I see it from a point of, before Barack Obama, there was never an African-American president. So for him to come in and take office for eight years showed that, obviously, America must have progressed somewhat. They must have, like, taken that step forward. And I I really thought that things were changing. Yeah. You see it more as, like, uh, like, oh, my God, wow, a black man's been the strongest man in the world, basically. That's what happens. Well, the thing is, like, I think Obama's first four years, so from 2008 to 2012, I think that yeah. was quite a, a good progressive time for America. But I mean, I you know, after looking at all the different cases and stuff, since 2013, not 2012, 2013, there have been 25 kind of like recorded cases of police brutality and racism and all that kind of stuff. And that's when the Black Lives Matter movement kind of started. It started after Trayvon Martin. And then the movement became nationally recognised in 2014 after the deaths of people like Michael Brown and Eric Gardner. That's when it kind of became what it is today. Obviously, people have been fighting for black rights for years, like hundreds and hundreds of years. But the Black Lives Matter movement as we know it today only really began in 2013, 2014. Yeah. And it's just, when you think about the amount of people, the amount of unarmed black people, might I add, that have been murdered systematically through the different police forces and just everything. Like, it's just, it's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me that this has been going on for so long. But as a black man, have you ever been or foul you would treat differently because of your skin colour absolutely yes yeah. so back in fact it was about seven years ago actually it was around this time seven years ago actually I we were doing work experience we were in year 10 I remember this um, and I was still living in Drew Teeth at the time so I was at home I didn't have to be in school until like half past one so I was at home most of the day my parents were at work my sister was at school and yep. My sister's primary school phoned the house and was just like, oh, um, your sister just needs a PE kit. Are you able to just run it around really quickly? So I thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll take a bag, I'll take it to the school, and then I'll head myself to school myself afterwards. Um, So what I did was I grabbed her bag, I locked up the house, and then I started lightly jogging to her school because it was like five minutes away. And I thought, if 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 I jog there, I'll get there a lot faster. And I think I literally got two minutes up the road and I was stopped by a police car and they stopped me and they were like, we need to search that bag. There's been a robbery in the area three days before and you fit the description. Exactly three days before (laughs) you fit the description. um, So we need to check that bag. I remember saying to them, I was like, I can literally tell you the contents of the bag right now. I think they were looking for a stolen handbag. I had a satchel in my hand. Like wow. my sister's PE kit was in there. And I was like, I'm going to drop a bag off to a 10-year-old for her PE yeah. trip. And you you think, because the robbery was done in, in Maypole three days before, as I said. So you think that if I'm going to rob a handbag, I'm going to be running around the same area for three days. Really? Uh, no, never. you're never going to do that, are you? Well, exactly. So that, I mean, that will never, that will never leave me for as long as I live. Like I will always remember that. 
I mean, thankfully I was, I wasn't, there was no brutality. There was no guns to my face or anything, but still it's the fact that they racially profiled me. They looked at me as a young black male and they were like, oh, he must be a suspect because he's a young black male. Not because I looked suspicious, not because I was doing anything, you know, anything bad, but because I was a young black male, they were like, oh, that must be him. I don't, I just don't understand the process of how people, because the UK is just as bad as uh, the America. We just, we don't have as much lethal, as, as much access to lethal force as I do. Yeah. And what's really annoyed me about this whole thing, especially this time, is the fact that so many people have been saying like, well, we're in the UK and this is happening in America. So like, you know, there's nothing we can do. It doesn't happen here. It does happen here, but it's just not it's just not as often here. I agree, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's just the thing is media controls everything. I don't think yeah. the US media really thought the outcome of what they about George Floyd. Uh, I don't think they expected the outcome to happen as much as it did, you know, all fifty states protesting. I don't think they ever expected that. And no. now they're kinda of on the back backpedaling. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that I believe that media does control everything and media is the crux of so many different things because media, the media can twist everything. The media can make things look certain different ways and I, I just, I find it, it's, it's just, it's hard to look at sometimes. It's hard to watch, especially when like, I understand why the same clips have to be like shown over and over again because people are raising awareness, people are trying to show how horrible it is and all the situation is. But I just, for me, I hate, seeing it everywhere yeah it's just it's just awful like do you or anyone has anyone in your family had any viewpoints on about this oh yeah like, um I've, I've got a lot of cousins in america uh, black cousins in america who are very shaken up by it all and very scared for their own lives and stuff because they are in the country that it's happening in the most and i mean even my family here like my grandparents and my parents they're just they're worried i'm worried you know i'm, I'm worried for my cousin you know my, my cousin he's he's 17 he's taller than me he's like stockier than me and he's bigger than me and stuff and i'm worried that one day he looks he's older be, than you yeah he looks older than the, me yeah and i'm worried that one day he's going to be looked at he's not a bad kid at all but i'm worried that one day he's going to be looked at and because of how he talks and kind of how he holds himself he's very confident i'm worried that one day he could do something completely innocent but someone will phone the police or they'll do something crazy and the last thing that i would want is to come home and find out that he's been, you know, killed or injured because of something that someone else had reported against him, like falsely. I'm just so glad that cameras exist because, you know, for a fact, if it was just word of mouth, all this would be brushed under the carpet. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it never happened. A hundred percent. And this is the thing. I mean, as I said, there have been 25 cases since 2013, but 25 cases that we know of. And that's just things that we've seen, you know, thankfully, as you say, the cameras were around and these are 25 cases that had been recorded. But I can guarantee there have been so many more cases that haven't been recorded that have just been brushed under the carpet because it's a it's a situation of your word against mine. Always. Well, who are they going to believe at the end of the day? They, at first glance, they started to accuse George Floyd's death of being uh, was due to bad health. Remember, it came out yeah, Oh, my God. Due, bad health, no? Had, I can't believe it. The thing is, I, I agree with James Corden, what he said when he said, uh, how can the black community, community dismantle a problem they didn't create? Yeah. Which is so true. Like, racism, in my opinion, has been, been a white... A white bloke. Racism is so evident as you get older. You know, like yes. when you look, when you when you stop going to school and you learn about the real world and you realise like the British Empire, more slavery, taking over countries like India, etc. The US, 
you know, it's so hard to fathom how dirty we are as a country, but no one wants to admit the fact how that in our empire, our cities, our countries, our democracy is founded upon racism and slavery. Yeah. So I just, well, the, I can't... The, the thing is, like, for me, I, I see it from loads of different angles and I, I see a lot of people on social media and stuff. And there are so many things that annoy me, such as like all these girls that are like, oh my God, I so want a mixed race baby. But it's like, you are happy to enjoy black culture. So you're happy to eat our food. You know, you're happy to braid your hair like a black person would. You're happy to listen to our music and all these different black artists and stuff. But yeah. as soon as it comes to black issues and speaking up about black issues, these are the first people to remain silent. All of a sudden, they don't love black people anymore. And that's what annoys me. It's like, how can you love black people to a certain extent, but when we are being murdered, you don't have anything to say? It's like when, like when you see people, like yesterday, when people, was it, was it Blackout, Blackout Tuesday? Yeah, Blackout Tuesday. 20 odd million people posted on Instagram that black picture, but then yeah. only 11 million have done a petition. Yeah, that's the for thing. His life. I think some people are kind of using this movement as a game. They're using it as kind of like, okay, how am I going to get recognition? How am I going to get likes on my post? Or I know if I jump on this bandwagon, everyone's going to think that I'm being an activist. Everybody's going to think that I'm doing a good thing, but actually I'm not going to do anything because I'm not going to sign petitions. I'm not going to donate anything. I'm just going to put this on my Instagram, get a couple of hundred likes and then, you know, boom, it looks as if I'm supporting the Black Lives Matter movement when actually you are just supporting your own your own personal gain, essentially. Yeah, you're portraying that you care about a sinister situation yeah. in society by just publicising that, oh, yeah, I care about black people's lives. And, and that's the thing, that. that's what it is. It's a facade. These, these people won't ever speak up, do anything to help because they believe that, oh, you know, we're in the UK, so, you know, we don't need to do anything. But then as soon as they see other people doing it, like, did you see that tag? on Instagram the other day where people are putting on their story, tag five people that support the Black Lives Matter movement. And for me, it's like, okay, great. I'm glad you support it. But like, why do you need to post on your Instagram? Oh, hi guys, by the way, I support this movement. You know, I feel like like be an activist and do things that will help us and help the cause. Don't just wave your hand going, oh, look at me. I'm doing my bit because I'm posting on my story. No. The thing is, I don't know why so many people have done it because if you look on Instagram now, almost everyone's deleted their, their posts. Oh, exactly. Like, why put it on just for a day? Oh, yeah, it's Blackout Tuesday. I'm just going to have it on there and then I'm just going to delete it. No, that's not the point of it. So what, what do you think about everyone coming together for such a common cause, really? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, like, overwhelmed it, by the, the amount of people that have like come together and stuck together in unity. People of all different cultures, races, everything. I think it's so good that we as a community have have just gone, do you know what? Enough is enough. This is beyond a joke. Like This has reached its limit now. And it's nice to see that people from different walks of life are doing their bit and are caring about the lives of these black people that are being murdered. And I, I, I just, for me, it's, it's so nice to see it. What's the nicest thing about this move well, well no sorry let me reword that what do you think will come out of all this uh protests do you know what even if even if after these protests all that comes out of it is just more awareness 
of how we can help in, in different communities and what we can do. I, I know nothing's going to happen overnight. Like America's not going to change overnight. The UK is not going to change overnight. And racism isn't going to be gone overnight. But if after all these protests and, you know, all of these posts and all of this awareness, if after that, a hundred more people are aware of what is going on and do their bit, that's a hundred yeah. more people than it was originally. And that is in itself is amazing. And just for people to get that awareness is just fantastic. Do you think the main problem is lack of education and upbringing of certain individuals that cause hate and racism? Yeah, because I've seen so many posts that are like, people aren't born racist, and that's the truth. They are just, they're they're taught things over time. And we all are like, as kids, you know, we're, we're taught different things, we're taught different ways of life. And for me, I try and see the good in everybody. So I don't want to sit here and say that every single person that is racist has been taught to hate black people. But I think that there are some people out there that just don't understand. They, they have a slight naivety or lack of knowledge on certain things. And so they'll do things or say things or act in certain ways that to me as a black person is discriminative and, and, and racist, but to them, they might not mean it in a racist way. So I don't want to, as I say, I don't want to sit here and say every single person is, you know, who's racist is, is brought up in a horrible household, but parents and grandparents are brought up in different generations. And maybe what their grandparents were taught when they were kids is very different now, but their grandparents still believe it because that's what they were taught. And so they kind of reflect their views on their grandchildren and their, you know, great-grandchildren, whatever. And then over time, these views just manifest as, as, as racism, basically. So, you know, with your, your work in history, you know, with all your jobs you've had? Yeah. How often have you been the only black person working or minority working? Um, okay. So, when I worked at the bowling alley, there were a couple of people of colour. Um, yeah. There weren't many, but to be honest, as I mean, you worked there too. There weren't that many staff that worked there. So it's not like, it's not like so there were hundreds say, of us. If, yeah, I, I think there was like, say 10. I think there was like... Yeah, 30, there were definitely 10. like 10 Three. people that definitely worked there. And I think out of the Three. 10 of us, there were three of us yeah. that were black. So that's not, that's not a bad statistic out of 10 people. But yeah. You see, there, there's something that I also see a lot of on social media, especially recently, where... People are trying to fight the Black Lives Matter movement by saying all lives matter. Now, my viewpoint on this is, yes, I agree. All lives do matter because there is no life on this earth that doesn't matter. However, all lives won't matter until Black Lives Matter. And that's our point. Our point is not that only Black Lives Matter. The point that we're trying to make isn't isn't that well, we're the only important ones and nobody else matters. That's not it. Our point is saying, listen, we are dying at a rapid rate and this has gone on for too long. Black lives do matter. But when people say all lives matter, they should include all lives, not just all bracket white lives matter. All lives are supposed to matter. So these people that are saying all lives matter are essentially contradicting themselves because they're saying that all lives matter, but they're actually fighting the fact that black lives matter. But black comes under all. See, in my honest opinion, how can you say all lives matter when you know there's clear, clear differences in how you're treated? Exactly. Like, if me and you went down the street, like, you know, like, say if we were both wearing, like, a tracksuit and a fucking pouch or whatever. Yeah. And went past some police. I bet you £100, they'll just let me walk past, but they'll stop you. They'll stop yeah. you. And that's the thing. If, let's say, you and I ever got arrested 
for doing the exact same thing. A hundred percent, like the way that we would be treated in that scenario would be completely different. See, the thing is, going back to your point on All Lives Matter, everyone will say All Lives Matter. It's just at the moment, black lives are being degraded by people in power that are supposed to protect and support them. For example, yeah. you got the police, you got people in power such as fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. Clearly, they don't really care about black lives. And, it's and that's the more thing. And that's, and that's my point in terms of like, they're just contradicting themselves when they say that all lives matter because they're trying to say that as a counter argument to black lives matter. Now I've seen a good analogy online that's like, I think, have you seen the house analogy? No. So there's an analogy online that's basically if your house is on fire and the fire brigade is called, they will come and tend to your house. Mm. All lives matter is basically me being your neighbor going, um, I know his house is on fire, but my house matters too. Even though my house isn't on fire. Like, yes, your house does matter. But at the minute, while his house is on fire, we're going to tend to his house and we're going to look after his house and make sure that his house is safe. Also, Joe Biden, you know, the one who's running for president. Yeah. He, uh, he's been seen in multiple pictures holding hands with the KKK, oh, a talking Cyclops, Robert Byrd, and and has evident links with the, the KKK. Yeah. Furthermore, he's also, he's also using the death of George Floyd as a publicity stunt and, and a way of uh, trying to raise money for himself. Oh, he's going to so, try and raise money for himself oh, instead of raising money for the cause? Yeah, for his election campaign, yeah. Oh, shit, man. He sent, he sent out an email to all of his like, uh, supporters saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, about that being the last words of George Floyd. Basically saying, donate to me. And I'll make sure that he's not forgotten about. Okay, and obviously get Biden into power, which is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, because do you know what? I I, I completely understand like the whole donating thing. Like, yes, donate, but donate to the right causes. Like, I, I just think using someone's death as like a ploy for your own personal gain and for your own presidential campaign is just pathetic. So, Lewis, what are your final thoughts? Uh, basically, what I would say is just to anybody that's listening to this, do the right things. So. Speak out, raise the awareness, donate money, sign petitions. Honestly, like people just sign petitions and just do whatever we can do for the cause. What would you say that your final thoughts are on the whole situation? I would just echo what Killer Mike said about bully the politicians at the voting booths and everything. So we are the future and now it's in our hands to change the course of history as well as society. So go so make sure you vote for who you believe is the right candidate in your constituency and the bigger picture for the whole country, both yeah. in the UK and America. Yeah. I would just like to take this time to end this podcast by naming some of the victims who unfortunately lost their lives due to police brutality. Trayvon Martin. Keith Scott. Tatiana Jefferson. Jonathan Farrell, Jordan Edwards, Stefan Clark, Amadou Diallo, Renisha McBride, Tamir Rice, Sean Bell, Walter Scott, Philando Castile, Ayana Jones, Terence Crutcher,
Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, John Crawford, Michael Brown, Jordan Davis, Sandra Bland, Botham Jean, Oscar Grant, Corey Jones, Ahmad Aubrey, and George Floyd. May they rest in power, and may we always remember them.